Now premiering at home, Finn Cole and Margot Robbie star in Dreamland. Discovering a fugitive bank robber is hiding in his town, a young man is torn between claiming the bounty on her head and his growing attraction to the seductive criminal in the movie critics are calling thrilling and captivating. You can buy or rent Dreamland and watch it tonight. Also in theaters, rated R from Paramount Pictures. To learn how you can see this movie for, for free, head on over to our Facebook page at a gal and a gay. Okay, what's going on? What's happening? What are you telling me? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. It's time for the pop culture connoisseurs, a gal and a gay podcast with Kitty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. And me. He's the gay of my dreams. And they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. What does it say about me? You're not in it. Those bitches. All right, welcome to episode 191 of A Gal and a Gay. We are the pop culture connoisseurs. I'm Mick. And I'm Kitty. Thank you for joining us. It's been a couple weeks since we have podcasted. Mm -hmm. uh, October and the beginning of November. Uh, I think for everyone, uh, we were a little consumed with what was happening in our country. And right. now... We can focus a little more. Um, lifted, so yeah. yes, a weight has been lifted. Hopefully, our national um, nightmare is coming to an end. Hopefully, One nightmare, soon. I should say. <laughs> One, right? One. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I know that I, I definitely was focused a little on the election. We, I did try and and focus on other things but it was difficult it was. but now yeah but now i'm back and i'm ready to i've been catching up on all kinds of shows movies and it's the holidays so right. it's that time of year that is my favorite time of year and so now it's time even though we can't go to a theater and watch some movies um we can there's still plenty for there's us so to much enjoy to watch yeah and listen to or i mean there's just there's just a ton so and, you know, if uh, a lot of us are now back to not going out a lot and, you know, that sort of thing, um, just because of, uh, you know, the coronavirus. Um, so, you know, uh, having TV is a nice escape sometimes. It really is. And I'm, and I'm a little concerned. You're talking about coronavirus. Uh, I know a lot of productions have started up. They've taken extra safety precautions or in their little bubbles, which is great. But I'm just a little worried that very soon in our deep, dark winter that we're about to experience, that there will be this void of new entertainment. Uh, we haven't heard much about it yet, but I'm kind of sort of preparing myself and understand that I can't I no matter how much time I have in my hands I'm not going to see everything that is on Netflix or Hulu right. or any of the other streaming services right. but I am a little nervous about it that we won't get I mean we've had some really good things come out uh, right. which obviously was shot and done before uh, COVID or at least shot before COVID right so yeah absolutely and I think I think you know there are some um there's some big things still coming, like um, for those of you like Sabrina, the final season Netflix is coming on New Year's Eve, I believe, um, you know, and then, then there's a whole slate of other stuff hitting different um, platforms. So I think they're, you know, spreading it out. But yeah, I think 
you know, a lot of, uh, I think a lot of the big shows are going to be delayed next year. Like people are not going to be like, I know Outlander, for example, like they usually start shooting by now. And I don't think they're starting till, uh, you know, February, I think. So that's going to push. And that's a very long show to, you know, it takes a long time to shoot that show. So we probably won't get it till maybe the end of the next year, but I would bet not till beginning of 2022, but we'll see. You know, it's just stuff like that. Well, wasn't the uh, the last couple episodes of Supernatural, didn't they get pushed yeah. because I mean, they had to wait? Yeah, because when, you know, in March, when the coronavirus really started taking off, like they had only maybe like seven episodes left to shoot. Or maybe, I think they had shot most of them. They only had like two episodes really left to shoot, um, seven episodes to air. And so like they finally came back and I think, I don't want to say it was like, july or august and they did a lot of quarantining and stuff and they finally they shot the final two episodes um so yeah stuff like that put a big um you know big chunk in their final season you know it's kind of funny 15 years and then it finally gets to the final season and they have they have to wait to air the last like seven episodes you know so it's kind of funny but it is it is over by the way i haven't watched it yet um but i will we'll see so do they survive I don't know. I say I don't know. I, I haven't watched. I'm behind, so I haven't watched. But I'm just saying, do you think they survive? Uh, I, I mean, think they've died so. already, haven't they? Haven't they, they died, died a bunch. Time? Yeah. Um, so more than likely, they I don't know. Survive one. I really don't know how it's going to end, but um, you know, I've seen a lot of tweets about it, and some people I think were not happy with the ending, but we'll see. So when I finally well, watch- endings are very difficult for mm-hmm. a lot of shows because you're not going to please all of the fans but i think if it stays true to the actual show and what it's been like then i mean how can you really fault the creators right exactly so you know we'll see all right so you haven't watched it how many episodes behind are you like five episodes behind yeah (laughs) there's just a lot you know there's just a lot of, of stuff to watch and not enough time. So, but you are making time for the crown season four. I am making time for the crown. Cause I love the crown and I made time. Ta- uh, it's, it's really good. Um, this season introduces Diana and seeing their relationship. Um, I was a child in the eighties and nineties when, you know, their whole divorce and everything was being made very public. So I am aware of some stuff. I remember it being in the news, but like, especially early on in their relationship, there's a lot that I didn't um, know about or even about Diana, really, like how young she was when her and Prince Charles got married. Um, She was only 19, I think, um, and he was in his early 30s. So it's kind of crazy, you know, it's like just to realize how young she was and she was kind of thrust into this, you know, role. And I know that The Crown is uh, heavily fictionalized. You know, it's like it's based on certain accounts from people who were there and that sort of thing but like obviously the personal um conversations and certain like they all that's fictionalized but it's uh it's you know it's still it's still very interesting like i said i this show really has made me really interested in the royal family as a whole it's very interesting stuff to me the crown the crown is actually on my list of what i i need to start watching in the next uh next few weeks definitely do it it's good everyone has been talking about it and i love the you know the the diana 
um, years. So. Yes, and the and the girl who the woman who plays um, young Diana, her name is Emma um, Colin, I think. I have to look it up, but she's great. She is great as um, Princess Diana, and the guy who plays young Prince Charles also is really good. Um, and then just H Helena Bonham Carter plays Princess Margaret, and she's she's so amazing. Like there's a whole episode in um, this season that's kind of focused on Margaret and she is fantastic. So. Cat has to eat. That's what Darren says for interrupting the podcast, but that's fine. It's all right. Uh, have to yeah. eat. <laughs> but and again, he, he's a big fan of the crown. He is actually, oh, I think, just watching oh, that's good. this afternoon while I was yeah. working. I figured he would be. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just. It's just. Really and cool. Jillian. Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson and Margaret Thatcher is is. I mean, she's fantastic at everything she does, and she's great in this. And Olivia Coleman is the older queen. Um, you know, and it changes. And Tobias Menzies is Prince Philip. Like it's it's really great that. And like when you, it's the casting is on point, especially I think the first two seasons with the younger queen and Philip, like so on point, and it's just. It's just really good. It's really good television. Really well done. So, like right. said, again, it's on my list. It has driven me into a whole like I've watched documentaries now about the about the royal family. I've read like a million Wikipedia's. It's just interesting to me. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'll, it'll be interesting to see how they handle or how how far they go into their divorce and, um, you know, and how far along this series goes because it goes this is season four and now they've joined season six so i'm assuming next season's going to deal more about their divorce probably in diana's death and then season six i don't know if that how far into you know current events they're going to get i don't know how far in they're going to get so we'll see wow that's interesting that they would i didn't realize it was already renewed for season six they initially were only going to do five seasons, but then they did uh, decided to do six. So it's going to be interesting. Okay. Well, so the crown is on my list, but Ted Lasso needs to be on your list. No, oh, it's on my list. I just haven't watched it yet. <laughs> um, it is so good. Jason Sudeikis is Every, fantastic. Everything I've seen about it is just raving about it and um i know people in kansas city love it because there's a lot of kansas city nods correct oh my gosh so yeah. many i mean they talk about wichita a little bit kansas city's briefly mentioned there's you see uh ted's uh wallpaper on his computer and it's uh one of the barbecue restaurants in town oh, that's uh, like the exterior so mm -hmm. It is, it, I didn't realize how much I was really, really going to enjoy it. Cause I thought, oh, it's just Jason Sudeikis acting stupid or, or whatever, or it's about soccer. I like, I like soccer just fine, but you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you don't need to be a fan. It's kind of like, you know, how much we love Friday Night Lights and shows like that. They do it right because again, you don't have to be a a huge fan of a sport or whatever to enjoy the um, the series. Mm -hmm. So, which we will talk about. As well. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, Jason Sudeikis, just absolutely fantastic. Um, I think, because I read up on this a little bit, that Ted Lasso was like, he did a, 
the character was part of NBC Sports for a couple. They did a couple little brief little mini episodes of he was about, you know, about a coach or whatever. Um, and so that's what the character is based on. But then um, he is he is picked up by a football team um, in the UK. Hmm. And it's just very interesting. Uh, it's not too predictable, which I really like. And just the characters, they just all, all of the actors and the characters, they just work uh, together. And there are, there are quite a few surprises, especially the final episode. And it's just, it's so, there's so much heart to it. And it, it really makes sense why people have really, really um, become attached to not just the character, but the show in general. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's very, it's just, it's just great to watch. It makes you feel good. Yeah. And so I think, I think I'm going to finish the crown and then I'm going to finish supernatural and then I'm going to do Ted Lasso. So it's coming. Okay. Yeah. And it's only, there are only, I believe like 12 episodes. Um, and then it's been picked up for season two and three. So oh, awesome. mm -hmm. uh, actually there are only 10 episodes, uh, 10 episodes and they're only, you know, like 30 minutes, 30 minutes okay. long. So <clears throat> um, yeah, you would really, really like it. And I'm very disappointed that you have not been uh, watching this season of The Mandalorian. We're already oh, four episodes in. Like I said, there's so much TV. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Okay. You know. Baby Yoda. That's all you need to well, know. Timothy Oliphant, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, lots of surprises. We can save that for another podcast. But I guess the big surprise, and, and now it's Netflix number one show, is The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I don't know, chess? Right. Uh, I mean, I'm never going to ever play chess. I'm never going to understand it. I but again, it doesn't it. matter. And after watching the show, I still don't understand it, but. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but it's, it's. It's really surprising at how good it is. Like, it was just nothing of what I, I really went into it, really knowing nothing other than it was about like an orphan and who plays chess. Um, and so, but I, the from the first episode, it was just compelling, and I couldn't stop watching it. That was one that I just like I I flew through it because it was just too good. Um, mm -hmm. The and are great. The actors are great. The writing's great. And Anya Taylor Joy, who yeah. plays Beth Harmon, is just so good. She's like, so good. So good. She's been in a million things. Like you've probably seen her, and she was in the New Mutants. Um, she was in Split and Glass. She was in the new uh, Emma that came out about a year ago. She's been in about a million things already, and so like. And she was in The Witch um, that came out a few years ago. Um, she's really good. And she was fantastic on this show. Everybody was, I thought. So. Oh, she was in The Witch? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, if you look okay. at her IMDb, like there's a million things you're like, oh, wow, that's where I know her from. Okay, so yeah, she's been in like a million things, but uh, it's just, 
just really compelling. And I just, you know, I feel like every it's just it's just a good it's a good story, and the characters are very well developed, and there's no like I don't know. It's just it's just really well done. So highly recommend to everybody. You don't have to know a thing about chess. Um, it's just a very good. No, story. you don't at all. That that yeah, is the point a, that it's needs a limited stress. series, so it's not going to go. It's not. There's not going to be another season or anything. It's just a very well encapsulated story and good performances. Mm, I don't know. I think eventually there'll be another season of this. You think so? I don't know. I know they they said it was it would be difficult because it was based on a book. The fam the the uh, estate owns the rights, but I don't know. For being as popular it needs, as it is, right? I don't think it needs one though. But like this, the guy who no, did I don't like so either. this also did Godless on Netflix. So, yes. um, so I love that movie. Yeah, it'll give you a hint as to how it is. Um, yeah, it's no, just, Godless was not a movie; it was a ser- limited series, series, right? Limited series. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it's just it's just really good. Highly recommend it. You won't you won't be able to put it down. Yeah. And what I, who I really, I appreciate that there were so many relationships that I really appreciated in the, the Queen's Gambit. And the one that I really loved was the, the relationship with her step or with her adopted mom. Yeah, it was so good. Cause when it starts out, you think, you know, how, it, like, how it's, it's going to go, like. right, what's going to happen. And it, it's completely different than what you think. And it, they do that and everything like, you know, there's, there's a whole sort of trope, I guess you could say with, you know, orphans being in an orphanage in the fifties and sexual abuse, and they never go down that route. Thank God. Um, which I thought was refreshing or just a lot of the, you know, there's a hint of sexism, obviously with her being a woman in the, you know, the sixties. Um, oh, but it's yeah. not like the main, like the main thing around Beth that she's a woman, you know, like it's just that she's really good, you know, and it's just, it's just really good. And even like, even the side characters are like really kind of, you know, really well developed and everything. And it's just really good. I, I was sad on in one of the episodes where they aged her up in the orphanage um, where her friend Jolene, and I feel after that episode and then you don't see her. I know. So I'm like, what? Like, right. The teenage Jolene was great. Like I love right. the relationship. Eventually, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, sort of. Yeah. Um, you she'll eventually show back up. But I wanted a little bit more time with the with that relationship. I would agree. I agree. Uh, I'm glad we got to see some more of it towards the end. But I, yeah, her character, especially Jolene, was fantastic. Um, and yeah, I wish we had gotten to see more of that too. But um, or the janitor. The janitor too, I know. That just kind of, they just, he just, they just disappeared. Yeah, I like, kind of. it was kind of like, well, yeah, especially from when she was a kid to when she's like a teenager, when she gets adopted, it's kind of. I would like to have seen her try and find out what happened to him. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing I was like, that's a loose end that I thought for how important, the importance right. of the role he played that we would have seen a little more. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to look into that. See if the book went any yeah, further. I, like that too. I don't know. But yeah, I would agree. Mm. With that. Yeah. 
uh, overall it's just it's just really good and i think i think netflix is going to get a lot of uh awards for this one so no it it absolutely should um so good so if netflix can keep keep this up and they nice. they have a pretty good track record so far i know a lot of people were worried oh they've lost the office or whatever right. crap right. um it, i understand nostalgia but let's watch something no, there it, that it, it, can educate you and yeah and the thing like Netflix has canceled a lot of its more beloved shows and they do this and it sucks, but then every once in a while they'll drop something like this and it's like, okay. So it's like, if they keep doing stuff like this and then also maybe just taking the time and money to maybe nurture some of their smaller shows like Glow or even, well, I want to say Sabrina, uh, the chilling of interest Sabrina, but that went off the rails. So I kind of understand why it's ending. Um, but you know, there's it. there's been several instances where it's like, Santa Clarita Diet was another one which was just so good mm. and should have kept going and they canceled that and it's you know it's really frustrating I get it yeah because uh, yeah it's usually uh, you know everyone is like Netflix well, actually Netflix is sort of known as season four and it's over you know right um, I don't know I just think I think they give up on some of them a little too early. Uh, but I mean, I guess we can never say that. Well, yeah, right. they. I don't know. Netflix. I guess. I guess they're, it's they're raising their prices again. Did you read that? Yeah, I don't see. I don't know. And like, I know people personally who who have dropped Netflix because they got rid of The Office or Parks and Rec. Recently, they got rid of because it. Well, they didn't get rid of it. Um, you know, now that everybody has their own streaming services, like NBC took that property away from Netflix and that's kind of what's happening here. And so I think as long as they keep turning out like interesting original stuff and maybe give it a chance, they'll have a better, you know, chance of keeping around. I don't know. Like I don't know. They, they give up on some stuff, but then they produce stuff like this, which is amazing. So, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Netflix is kind of where it's at. I mean, Disney. I've been watching a lot more Disney stuff and Apple Plus. That's what Ted Lasso's on. I've been watching a ton of stuff up on on there. Um, and now I'm just kind of waiting for all the holiday stuff, which we'll talk about in our next in our next podcast. Um. um I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, or one podcast, I should say specifically, it's Conan O'Brien's podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've always been a big, big fan of Conan, and so I finally started listening to his podcast because I just love him, and uh, it's it's just great. I mean, it, it's, it's him being funny, you know, it's him being himself and talking with his celebrity friends, and it's just really interesting and funny and fun, um, but... It, but uh, Conan is actually moving to HBO Max next next year. So his show on TBS is ending, I believe, in June of 2021. And then he's moving to a uh, new platform on HBO Max. And I think that's going to be like a weekly show, um, similar probably to like a John Oliver or something like that. So we'll see. I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless just because I love Conan. And it'll be interesting to see Conan in this format. And I think it's I think it's good because I think more people are going to have a chance to watch him on HBO Max than on TBS than he ever did on TBS. So, 
That is very, very true. And we know John Stewart is coming back too, and he, his right. new show will start again. Not again, because his show ended. He ended with a Daily Show, and then right. he's just been kind of. And now he's going to do a, a low profile. Be like a Daily Show esque show. See, weekly. It said it says it's a weekly show, so. I think it'll probably be very similar. I mean, it can't be like John Oliver. I mean, they all will have their own. And that's just the nice thing about streaming is they don't have to, they don't, all these shows don't have to look like the other. Like that's, right. I think that's the, that's one of the positives I think of, of, of where we're at now with, you know, certain personalities getting their own shows or whatever. It's not like, oh, it has to be a late night show and it has to be where you have a monologue and then right. you have a guest and then you have a, you know, like you can really kind of uh, mix it up and make it your Absolutely. your own. And I, I think that's, I mean, I think that's a smart move because I mean, I never watch any of the late night shows like ever. Um, I have no interest, um, but I am interested in watching like funny well-written comedy um you know and so i don't know it's just i i, I much more uh, want to watch something like that than i do a you know tonight show i don't watch any of those live but i will watch clips yeah i'll watch clips every once in a while i, I yeah. don't know when the last time i watched one of those through you know so um i think it's a smart way to adapt to the changing way we watch stuff so yeah and it's definitely changing uh pretty quickly uh especially in the midst of of covid and you gotta have to wonder like what is it going to look like after right i know Um, you know and especially when it comes to movie releases now i mean we just learned that you know that uh wonder woman 1984 is going to come out on christmas day in theaters and on uh hbo max uh you know, it's like, it's kind of, it, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, like, obviously, studios are going to do what they can to get their money's worth, but it sucks for theaters, especially independent theaters, you know, it's just such a sad situation all around, like, this is changing everything. Mm-hmm. You have to wonder if it's going to go back to normal once, you know, COVID is gone, is it, or is this something they're going to, studios are going to keep doing? No, that's a that's a very good question. Uh, I I am surprised though that they are going the route uh, with Wonder Woman of releasing it, but then just HBO Max uh, because it's it's like that could have been great for them just to hold on to right. until you know next spring or or whenever we're all hopefully going we can go back to the the theaters. Right. Um, and launch it there. I mean, you you gotta have to wonder: Do they know something we don't? I don't know because there are, there are some movie chains that right they right. I, I don't think they they can survive until next summer. No, you know, and I don't. I I mean, I don't know how any like how money works in in studios and like are they losing money by not having this movie out there you know like they they probably have projections of like like we release it this quarter so we can make this much and since it's not we didn't release it like now we're behind and like so it might just be like a desperate measure to get get it out there because they have other stuff that will pay off more next summer you know what i mean i don't know but like 
That's legit. But they've not been shooting movies, anything. So right? how can? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand it either. Like I, it, I am very surprised that they are doing it this way instead of just waiting to, because this movie is going to be big. It's a big movie. I mean. Well, the thing is, we know that DC doesn't have anything that's going to be released next year anyway. So right. even the new Batman movie, they moved that to 2022. Right. With Robert Pattinson. So, so, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how movie studios work and this sort of thing, but it is very surprising to me that they yeah. um, are releasing it this way. But you know, I just hope that it helps some theaters because I think this is going to change a lot of things, sadly. I just hope it doesn't. I do miss going to the movies, but I honestly, I just don't feel safe going yet. No, absolutely not. You know? Nope. Not at all. But you know what? At least they're they're releasing these holiday movies. And I have never really paid much attention to the holiday movies they release every year. But this year, Right. <laughs> Bring them on. And, right. and like I mentioned, um, we're going to be talking about this more in our next podcast. So if you guys have any of any of these holiday movies that you're looking forward to, let us know uh, and we can uh, we can chat about them. The one coming up with Kristen Stewart yeah. and Dan Levy. That mm -hmm. looks great. Uh, Jonathan Bennett's one uh, with Hallmark. That looks fantastic. So there are a lot of now, finally. LGBT um, ish, you know, right. themed holiday movies, which only makes sense. Absolutely. Um, so, but again, we'll we'll talk about that in our in our next podcast. But let us know if there are any that you're looking forward to, or are there any old classics uh, that you yeah. that you've already been watching even before Thanksgiving. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and if there's anything else we think we should be watching, let us know. And you can find us on Facebook at A Gallon of Gay. We're also on Twitter at A Gallon of Gay. Or you can email us at A Gallon of Gay at gmail.com. So. And like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, don't forget to head over to our Facebook page right. to figure or to find out how we're going to help you watch Dreamland with Margot Robbie for free. Yeah. So even if you don't want to go to the theaters, we can get that uh, to you in the comfort of your own home. Just right. head over to our Facebook page. Exactly. Okay. Uh, until next time, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.